thoughts, ideas, people, caravan maintenance, trundle beds. What's that plastic thing doing down there? Shut up, Renee. Quiche. Niche. Niche's quiche. Here's Sam Simmons. Hey there. How's your hair? Have you got some hair? Well, fuck you. Hi! Oh my gosh, hang on, I have to lift the metronome on. Metronome. Metro. I'm really sorry. I know the podcast is late, but no one's really waiting for it. Like, ah! Oh, where bloody is it? I need to know what this guy's going to be whinging about this week. Uh, I got sick. I got really sick on Monday after Comedy Festival. God damn it, by the way. Comedy Festival was wild. Oh, it was just... Thank you. If you're, if you're listening to this and you came along, thank you so much. Little apology to the Friday night audience. I couldn't hear myself on stage and it really put me off because it, it's a lot of music in the show. and um, So it wasn't as sharp as it could have been. But uh, Saturday night was outstanding. Sunday night was fucking incredible. It was it's maybe one of the my favorite gigs I've had since I reckon 2015. It was oh my goodness. It was just a per and it wasn't like a so the first two shows were sold out, big theater, all exciting. Sunday night I'm like, "Oh, it's not even half full." It was just wild. That was so anyway, thank you so much for coming out. It's um it's been so great to get this show up and running, and it's been evolving so much, and I, yeah, I, I can't wait to do it again. I'm doing it in Perth, and I'm actually doing one, kind of like a little secret show at the Grand Electric in Sydney. So Sydney people, if you are listening, there's a show on sale, I think it's the 14th of May, so it's not um, not too far away. I'll There'll be links and stuff in there, if you just put in Sam Simmons Sydney show. Um, anyway, it's in this new theatre space, the Grand Electric which used to be the giant dwarf uh, in Redfern. Anyway, it's the, I'm just so excited to do it. God damn it. It was such a joy. <sighs> so yeah, I, I spent... Um, I, ba- I basically spent the week recovering from getting um, heinously sick, me and my little girl. And uh, yeah, just spent the week kind of just recouping. Uh, I started a job, uh, which I'll tell you a little bit of... Um, uh, I'll tell you more about it maybe in a couple of podcasts if I actually secure the gig. It's pretty cute. Um, so I started that, and I've just been keeping my head down, like being a good little good boy. No booze, no booze for Simo, no booze for Simo. But I did, I think when I was drunk um, about a month ago, I did order some carver online. And carver is a Fijian, uh, I don't know what it is. It's like, a. I think it's roots and leaves, and it's powdered up, and you make it into a syrupy, disgusting tasting drink. I mean, not disgusting, it's just not very nice. And it's got the consistency of, uh, of thick coffee. Ugh. And uh, it's really mellow. And it makes you f- it's not like being stoned where you get paranoid. But um, yeah, it kind of just mellows you out a little bit. So I've had some carver just to chill myself um, because of my adrenaline levels and stuff like that from performing. Because you do, you get all up when you're performing and you think you're great. And then two days later, you're like, ah, oh, shit, back to normal. Um, anyway, but yeah, look, thank you so much, everybody who came. It was just the, it was a delight. It was a pure fucking delight. The only downer on the whole thing was quite possibly the Friday night was a bit, um, not, not, not as great as it could have been. Um, and also had to do a trip, the bloody, a family trip to Bendigo. Oh, Jesus. And that train ride, that was horrific. There's something about the outer regions of Melbourne. I know that Melbourne thinks it's so good. I'm now going to shit on you, Melbourne, after you came to my show. 
there is a bit of arrogance when it comes to Melbourne and how great you think you are. And look, I'm from Adelaide, so I can't, you know, really judge or be picky because Adelaide, it's going to be great when it's finished. Um, yeah, and the outer, the train line out of uh, bloody Melbourne going to Bendigo, I've never seen such a cavalcade of fucking craziness in one carriage. It was extraordinary. So we had a guy on there. Now, he definitely was battling something um, in his mind. I reckon quite severely autistic. And he was moaning and pacing around. And a lot of people were being freaked out by it. Luna looked at me like, oh my God. And I was like, it's okay. He's, he's totally gentle. He's just, that's the way he um, expresses himself is by making these noises and stuff. Then anyway, an elderly, um, an elderly lady got on the train. Uh, I'm assuming she might've been Chinese. And I offered her my seat and she got angry with me. And then I, what I assume happened was she spent the rest of the train ride abusing me in Mandarin um, as uh, this poor autistic boy started. My, it was just, it went for 45 minutes. It was deeply um, uncomfortable, but we got through it. And uh, yeah, we, we also, the, I mean, not, not the hardest part of the whole journey was actually what I had to do in Bendigo, but we got that done and dusted that's that that's a story for another time but yeah look it was just such a i had such a great time i hung out with my brother uh it was mainly just family stuff so yeah really really nice time and i didn't really i didn't see anyone really i saw who did i see i saw daniel kitson for a brief moment i saw mark watson these are comedians by the way uh who else did i see i saw tommy little uh i saw will anderson that was about it it's in terms of star spotting i saw those guys uh, and didn't hang out though, just like, hello, hi, and then see you later. Uh, so it was, yeah, it was just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time. And um, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, enough of that. Enough of that. Bullshit. Bullshit. Ominous pine cone. Ominous pine cone. Yeah, and it's just been, it's just been full, full school holiday stuff. Do you know what we did? Oh, this is good. This is really good. So I... Wanted to catch up with one of Luna's kids, kids, no, kids' friends. Well, Luna was there. It's not like I wanted to catch up with one of Luna's friends. She's six. But um, one of her friends, they wanted to catch up. And so we decided to go to Luna Park in Sydney. And it's, geez, expensive, isn't it? Like, it was $80 for an adult. And then I saw on there, if you pay $125, you can go unlimited for a year. That's a bargain. In fact, if I do the maths right now, $125 divided by, that's like 33 cents a day. You can go to Luna Park every day, I think the maths is right in my head, Around for around 33 cents. 33 cents! Am I right? Yeah, 125 days is a dollar. 33 cents. That's crazy. So I got that, so we're going to be going to Luna Park a lot. And it's a great place because it's you don't have to pay to get in, but you do have to pay to do the rides. That's what this is for. It's unlimited rides for this thing. Um... So yeah, they did that, and there was like you know the the bloody hot chips and hot dogs. My daughter's mad for a hot dog. Awful things, hot dogs. Awful, awful things. I mean, I know that people say it's lips and assholes uh, that go into it, but she's just mad for a hate sauce. Will not go near sauce, but loves a hot dog. So her and her little mate they tucked into hot dogs and went on spinning things, and it was a really really lovely time. And the parents are really nice. They're um they're a lovely Brazilian couple. I mentioned in a, um, a podcast of, oh, a couple of months back, the father, when I was trying to explain to him about um, ocean surfing and ocean swimming for kids, that they have a program called Little Nippers. And he misheard me and thought I said Little Nipples, but he still agreed it was a good idea. And he said, that sounds great. I love Little Nipples. 
Ah, I love it. Anyway, it was that guy. Um, and we had a lovely time. He went on all the thrilling rides by himself. I'm not one really for rides. I'll get on some of them if I have to go on there with Luna. But um, yeah, it's just not my thing. I'm not, I'm not that much of a thrill seeker. Uh, yeah, so that was, a, that was a lovely day. And I, and I feel a really good deal. That's a really good deal. 80 bucks. Isn't that awful? Just for one trip to Luna Park. That's big money. Big, big, speaking of big, big money, I paid the, you might have seen, I paid the big, big money uh, to get the tea towel. So any day now, you guys have seen, if, you're, uh, if you are a subscriber on Patreon, you've seen the proof, you've seen the docket, it's there, I'm just waiting for it to come. So it won't be long. Um, but yeah, the tea towels are coming. Big money though, bloody, anyway, bloody hell, eh? Oh. Uh, yeah, anyway, so, yeah, it was really good fun. Like, puts you in a good mood doing that type of stuff when you're mucking around with kids. It's, it's, it's a lovely thing. If you don't have a kid, grab one. Just get one. Go off and muck around. I'm even glad that the school holidays are over, though, because it's, uh, it's dragging on now, and I've had enough. So I'm going to spend all day Monday with her going over maths and reading stuff. So, uh, you know, hopefully she's back up to where she was at just before... Uh, she broke for school, but yeah, anyway. What have, what have I written here? I write down things that have happened during the week. It just says, had a good pizza. Oh yeah, I did have a good pizza. Yeah, I remember that. Um, it had cauliflower on it, of all things. Cauliflower and sausage, and it was really delicious. It worked really, really well. I don't know whether that should have been a highlight of my week. Uh, anyway, I did something. Oh, so on the Saturday night at the comedy festival, I lost my. I thought I lost my backpack, which has my life in it. So my life is my backpack. It's got my laptop in it. It's got um, all my sound stuff. It's got my microphone for recording podcasts. And I was in the taxi on the way back to St. Kilda. And then I was like, oh my God. And then I looked on the Find My app, you know, where you can find your phone and you can find your... And it was to look for my um, laptop. And it looked like it was in the middle of the street out the front of the theatre. That was just the, the, the location. So I had to go all the way back in and realise it was still inside the theatre. So it was pretty safe. But it was, gee, it was a panicked... That was a really panicked um, taxi ride back where you're stressing out, just thinking, oh my God. And stupidly, all the um, my backup hard drives are in the same bag. Like, what an idiot. I'm such an amateur. Speaking of amateurs, I saw a, um, I reckon a guy who would have been oh, 35 last night. Uh, we went out to a Portuguese club. He would have been 35. He had a hickey on his neck. What an amateur. A hickey at the age of 35. Who gets a hickey at the age of 35? That must... That makes me think that he's bloody... He, he was having it off with a teenager. A hickey. What are you doing? You're going to get hickeys at 35? And it wasn't like... Unless he was choked, it was some bruising. You idiot. Yeah. Um, anywho. Uh, oh, and I had a really... Oh, hang on. We'll just, I'll, I'll play something now and come back. I'm a little bit revved up. I'm revved up because I've just uh, bloody fixed... Uh, I finally, after three years, fixed the television to the wall... You know when you get those wall brackets and you have to stick the television up? So I was, it was hard work, so I'm kind of, uh, and I was kind of congratulating myself. Um, hang on a minute, we'll come back in a tick. We'll uh, have a little listen to this guy. Today's world is full of things. But where did they come from? And how did they begin? Sam Simmons, The Precise History of Things. Hey, I'm... 
Now, has anyone seen a canary yellow anklet sock? I just can't seem to find it anywhere. And so for thousands of years since the dawn of socks, socks have gone missing. As if vanished into thin air. I mean, where do they go? I mean, what does it really mean? What am I doing with my life? You know what? I think I've got a headache in my stomach. Isn't that called a stomach ache? Well, yeah, I guess it's a stomach ache. What, what are we actually talking about again? My sock! Yes, socks! Like that mysterious drawer in the kitchen, two drawers up from the bottom, filled with a veritable myriad of useless shit, like bendy straws, old dried-out textures, Christmas napkins, oven mitts, kebab skewers, and the parmesan egg. So what's this got to do with my lost sock? Wait for it! Wow! What's that? It's a magical porthole found inside the very kitchen drawer that leads to the land of lost socks. Come on in! Come on in! Welcome to the land of lost socks! Wow, mountains of lost socks! It smells like pubes and, and lavender. Hey, who's that playing the clarinet? That's Socrates, philosopher and lord of the socks. He plays a pretty good jazz clarinet. Do you want to learn how to play, honey? Um... All you gotta do is lay next to me and we can spoon and shit and you can learn clarinet and fingering and shit. No, no, I think I want to go home. Oh, but honey, I can play on my side and shit. Uh, no, no, I really better leave. Hey, honey pants and shit, you forgot your canary yellow anklet sock and shit. The land of lost socks. Thanks. Just amazing. Sam Simmons. The Precise History of Things. Uh, rock pools swim uh, again today, which was really nice. The water's just starting to turn cold, just a little bit. It's a little bit cold, but it was um, really lovely again. I think I'm making a friend there, which I don't really want to at 4am. There's an old bloke, and he's really reaching out, and I, I don't want to be an asshole, but it is dark. We can't see each other, um, but I don't want to talk, but now I am forced to talk to him because he's, he's trying hard, and he seems like a nice bloke, but it's only just bull. It's just bullshit about the weather. How's the water? Oh, it's wet. Anyway, that type of stuff, but... Um, yeah, I thoroughly recommend it, people. If you are if you are someone like me who battles y- your sads, gets the bad sads, do do find yourself some um, some water to jump into. Uh, make sure it's cold. And yeah, there's just something about it that bloody really, I don't I don't know. Just it, it's a bit of a reset. And I think if it, the colder it gets, I think the deeper you breathe. So I notice I breathe really hard after I've been swimming and jumped in the cold water. And I think that might be good to oxygenate the blood got to oxygenate the blood. Mind you, my blood's riddled with carver at the moment. I don't know whether I'm doing a good thing or a bad thing by having carver. Many, like I had like just one cup of carver and I was a little bit out of it, but it wasn't like, you know, getting drunk or being stoned. I just can't get stoned anymore. Who, anybody out there actually bloody um, get stoned and feel good about it? I guess some people just can do it. I can't. I just get so paranoid. I just want to sit in the corner and think about my life, every, every deep and dark little crevice and Bloody play with Play-Doh or Plasticine. That's my marijuana experience. Anywho, uh, why am I saying anywho a lot? It's like my little catchphrase. I'm annoying myself today. I don't know whether this is good. Is this good today? Whatever. Uh, yes. Um, so my brother's got a Staffy, a Staffordshire Terrier, and he's like a little, he's like a little, you know those heavyweight, those, uh, those weightlifters in the Olympics and they've got really big fat, fat thighs? He's like a bloody, a real little tight little nuggety Lebanese bloke, just with really bloody muscly thighs. And he's such a beautiful boy. His name's Berger. 
And, you know, he could absolutely pummel Luna, but he just had this sense not to hurt her because um, she'd weigh less than him. And he was such a gentle boy. Beautiful dog. Oh, I think they're mongrels when they all get together. They'll, they'll just tear a child apart, I believe. Uh, but I think one-on-one, -on -one, they're pretty good. But, yeah. I also spent time with the love of my life, Max. He's my... Um, he is the love of my life, I think. He's a four, near 48-year-old... No, 49-year-old Jewish man. And I love him. I love him dearly, and I spent a night with him. He was there on the Friday night, and he basically told me that someone didn't like the show afterwards that was sitting next to him as soon as I walked off stage. I mean, that's a sign of a good friend, um, of someone who loves you, who's that honest. But it really did put me in a bad mood, because I was like, oh, fuck. Thanks for that. I thought it was okay. But you didn't have to bloody, you know, as soon as I walk off stage, oh, this girl didn't like it. Any, yeah, anyway, I'm going to stop saying any who. Um, what am I talking about? Yeah, the love of my life. Um, I, don't, I don't think people really pay attention to friends. I mean, I know Be the movie Beaches is about that. The, it's about an eternal friendship. Thelma and Louise. That's a, God, that's a magnificent film. If, you wanna, if you've never seen Thelma and Louise, I know I've got some young listeners to the podcast. Check it out. It's wildly good. I'm sure there's a problematic scene in it. And I'm sure it's cancelled. Hey, and I hope that people really enjoyed that the thread in my show, my live show, is to, to fuck cancel culture. Like, old people, they can't help it if they don't know everything. They don't know not to say the most offensive thing. It's not their fault. Fuck. Bloody getting angry at them. Anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> what was I talking about then? My head went nine different ways in one split. I don't know what I was talking about. What was I talking about? It's not coming back. Is it the carver? Did the carver do something in me mind hole? We'll get back to it. Something will ping in my head. I'm not turning it off. I'm keeping the microphone going. I'm not bloody turning. I'm bloody. Oh, that's it. Thelma and Louise. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, wonderful film. Wonderful, wonderful film. And just extraordinary to think that it was uh, directed by. Um, oh, no. Now I've forgotten his name as well. He's directed Aliens as well. Uh, bloody Rid Ridley Scott. There you go, Ridley Scott. So he directed that. I mean, what? Gladiator, Aliens, Thelma and Louise, all really quite different films. It's an extraordinary film about love and the love of your life being possibly a friendship instead of a sexual relationship, which, you know, I agree. Like, I, don't, I don't think my, my partner's my best friend. She's, I like her. I mean, I love her and I like her, which is the double. Because you can love someone and not like them, um, which I have with quite a few family members. Love them, don't like them. Um, but with my partner, I love and like. Maybe this should be like, who are the people that have a whole lot of different words for love? I know the Eskimos have a lot of different words for snow. But is it the Japanese have all sorts of different words for love? They also don't have a difference between the colour blue and green, which I find hard to believe. I did read that somewhere that they have the same word for both blue and green. There's no differentiation between it. Hmm. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. My, the love of my life. So I hung out with him, and uh, that was fun. But I, t I could tell that he um, he looked like he looked like he realised that he'd hurt my feelings <laughs> by saying, "Because like, I'm like, hey, did you like it?" He's like, "Yeah." And then, <laughs> then like, to follow it up with, the girl sitting next to me didn't like it for sure. It's like, oh god. Um, I am an acquired taste. There would be still people still coming along, just thinking, "Ah, oh, this is going to be." Uh, I've heard about this guy. Let's go. Um, but thank you again. Look, thank you so much for coming because uh, it does, 
Yeah, it's my wage. It's my income is to do this stuff. So it really does mean a lot. Speaking of income, I went to Bunnings yesterday to buy some stuff to do some drilling in the wall to hang the TV. And uh, some f- asshole. I got to the sausage bit at the same time as another guy. And I'm going to say it, fatty. A fatty. And he was by himself. And don't get all offended at me about bloody saying fatty and fat. There's two sausages left. He took both. You don't do that. And the, the girl was like, oh, there'll be more sausages in about 15 minutes. But you don't do that. You don't do that. Don't do that. You know what I mean? Don't do that. You just... Well, I was there at the same time. In fact, there was a moment where it was like, no, you go first. And I just thought to myself, oh, he'll be nice enough. And he took two. And I went, oh, two? And he goes, oh, I'll charge you 10 bucks for it as a joke. And I was just thinking, you fat bastard. Sorry if that, that offenders, offenders you. If that, that does offenders you, I'm sorry. I apologize, but it really annoyed me. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit fat. I'm, I'm thin fat. I don't look like I'm fat from far away. And then you see me close up, you're like, oh, he's a bit fat. Um, well, I am at the moment anyway. I was quite a fat a few years ago. That was the lasagna years. I used to just assemble. I had a part, an ex-partner. And we just, you know, I just used to make lasagnas non-stop. We both got really fat. I'm really good at bechamel. I make an extraordinary bechamel. I do the whole lot, the nutmeg, the lot. And uh, yeah, I just go over the top with my uh, with my lasagnas. We just got bo- turning to boombars. Uh, and Jimmy Carr said I looked like a thumb, which was nice. Um, anyway, yeah. So the, to the but last uh, sausage Bunnings guy, fuck you. They re- really pissed me off actually because I was really hungry. I'd been bloody. I hadn't eaten all day, and I was like, I'll reward myself with a sausage. Don't take. Why take two? Why? Why? I caught Luna being weird uh, with a Raya doll. And Raya is... A lot of people have got no idea what I'm talking about. Raya is... It was a... uh, A a cartoon about dragons. Um, And it was kind of like... I think it was Vietnamese or set in Vietnam. I'm not too sure. Um, But Raya's the main character and she does Kung Fu and she's awesome. And I caught Luna playing with it. And she was just singing I Am Asia. I am Asia, I am Asia, I am Asia, with an Asian doll, but it felt wrong. And I I didn't say anything. I was I wanted to say, that's just a doll. I'm a dolly, I'm a dolly. Um, but she was, I am Asia, and I don't know, I don't think that's problematic. I do think about race a lot. I do think because I, I, I still think well, I still think I still know that racism thoroughly does exist. It's still out there, it's still prominent. Even if like I'm not going to name the nana, but a nana I spoke to recently was convinced that racism doesn't exist anymore. So like, oh, we stopped that 10 years ago. It's like, no, it still happens. Oh, it still happens. There are still people that walk into shops and like, yeah, made to feel like they are less. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know whether that's problematic. My daughter playing with an Asian doll saying Asia a lot, um, repeated over and over is a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. Um, we, we, we've tried really hard with her, with her toys to have all sorts of different toys to play with and explain stuff and talk about things. I think when Luna referred to the black girl at school, I got pretty, I, I set her aside and, uh, and explained to her that, you know, we'll look at her. Is she black? Is she the color black? No, she's not the color black. She's brown. She's all tan. She's tan brown on the Dulux color chart. She's not black. Um, cause I don't know, I don't know whether that describing someone as black 
is good. Unless you really want that, but black just seems not right. I guess when you look at all those doll tests, um, where they talk about the bad doll and the good doll, I should really do my research here before I just open my mouth and flap. But I think some of you are on my wavelength um, as to what I'm trying to say here. I'd, I'd, I'd rather not describe someone as black. And not because it makes me feel awkward saying black, it's just they're not black. I've never seen a black person. I've seen brown people, not a black one. Okay, this is a problematic podcast right now, isn't it? Uh, hello to the news, the guy, the cameraman from, um, I don't know where you were, you were 10 News or 9 News that um, yelled out at me at um, a park and said, I love your podcast, I love you back. I love you back, man. I love you back. I, I like it when, I'm getting a lot of people stop me on the street about the podcast, which is so nice. So thank you for listening and I hope it's uh, something you look forward to listening to or it's not... Um, well, obviously it is, because you're listening to it. I mean, sometimes I just feel like I'm just flapping my gums here and there's no one listening, but I do get messages from you as well on uh, at samnichesquiche at gmail.com. It's a good way to weed out the idiots, by the way, because they find it hard to actually um, spell niche as quiche. Sam, no spaces, samnichesquiche at gmail.com. You can send me an email, send me a message, send me a bloody death threat. I don't care. Get, bloody get on there and do that because um, I love getting messages from you. I like thinking there's a little community vibe um, going on as well. Hey, speaking of community vibes, had a really great moment the other day. So I was out the front um, putting some stuff in the bin and uh, there was a bloke standing out the front of my place and he was looking up. We've got massive palm trees and they're really beautiful um, there's a lot of palm fronds that come down. It's actually a real bastard because you've got to pick up palm fronds all the time and there's those little nuts and anyway. He was looking at the palm fronds and he was, uh, I found I had a big chat with him in the end. He's an artist. So he's an elderly Thai artist, he used to be a, a Thai chef. And he explained to me that he, he likes working with natural fibers and stuff. Can he collect the palm fronds? And I was like, yeah, absolutely you can collect the, the palm fronds. So I let him out the back and he like and I gave him a saw to help him out, and I gave him a footstool and some gloves, and I said, "Just go for it, whatever you want, just uh, cut it down." And he basically cleaned up the whole back garden. I mean, this guy was pushing 70, 75 maybe, and looked like he lived a life as well, like you know. So we got to chatting. We talked about Bangkok, and uh, he came from Bangkok, and I was saying how what a crazy place it is, and I explained to him the time that I was propositioned by. Um, some lady boys in Bangkok and they chased me. It was really scary actually. They, um, so I was just walking down the street, but not dodgy by the way. I was out doing a 7-Eleven run um, back to the hotel with my partner. Uh, she wasn't there. She was back at the hotel. And anyway, oh God, that's, it just sounds so sus if you're explaining anything in Bangkok when you're by yourself. But uh, I was walking down the street and some lady boys propositioned me. I was like, no, thank you. And then they whistled. And then all these lady boys came out of nowhere and I was like, oh my God. And then they're like, he touched me, he touched me. Uh, and I, I guess that's, I, I'm not being racist saying that, but they did say he touched me, he touched me. Um, and, I was, and I was like, oh my God, this is a setup. So there's obviously a setup and I'm going to get robbed or something like that. And I just bolted into traffic. And you know, I don't know if you know the traffic in Bangkok. It's extraordinary. It's like, you know, when you see footage of capillaries and veins with blood vessels and the blood cells rushing through them. It's like that. It's jam-packed. I just ran into traffic like Frogger and got my way across and got away from them. But I explained this to, um, his name's Chris, the, the artist, the Thai guy. And he just laughed and said, yeah, they, that, that's a thing that happens quite a lot. You know, you'll hear the whistle and then people will come out and... 
especially if you're walking around late at night, they're going to get ya. Um, but I got away. I got away, lady boys. Suck shit, lady boys. I got away. Uh, I love Bangkok. Bangkok's crazy. I think it's such a uh, chaotic, amazing, beautiful place. I mean, the ping pong balls and all the sex stuff can, you know, that's, I mean, I, I guess it adds to the flavor. I find it pretty distressing to watch it. But just the beauty of Bangkok in its filthy glory in terms of when you look up and you look at the telephone wires and you look at the electricity and it's all just bundled up and knotted and you occasionally you'll see like a spark of electricity and it's an amazing place. I think it's that. I think I've spoken about this before on the podcast. I think it's because it's a Buddhist country. It's just a very different vibe going on there. So yes, Chris is, I think, coming over pretty soon actually to grab the palm fronds from out the front as well. Um, what a lovely community moment to meet an elderly Thai artist who wants to make art out of your palm fronds. Unless it's uh, leading to something else and he just wants to start a conversation, if you know what I mean. Uh, but I'm not into elderly Thai men. Lady boys, mind you. Yes, please. No! Um, okay. God, I am so bored. Look at all these people just staring at me. Fuck, I mean, they've only got one bored face to look at. I mean, look at me. I've got to look at between 20 and 250 faces. Tell you what, that, um, that girl in the second row is pretty hot, though. Mm. I wonder if she wants Daddy to give her a biscuit. Mm, yeah, Daddy wants a biscuit. I mean, what's that guy staring at? Oh my god, what the fuck? Oh my god, what is wrong with his face? Oh, hang on. No, this is a smudge on my glasses. God, I hate smudge. I hate smudge. I think I'm hungry. I'm really, I'm actually, I am hungry. Maybe I'm horny. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm hungry. God, I wish this would just end. I can tell she wants it to end. Look at her. What a pack of gormless skanks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm definitely most certainly horny. Forgive and forget, forgive and forget. There's a way to live that you won't regret. When others wrong you and you're hurting inside. I forgive and forget, forgive and forget. I think that was a Christian advert from Adelaide when I was a child. I'm going to have to look that up in a minute. I'll write that down. That just popped into my head because... Bloody hell, I'm... um. So I've, I don't really know my father. Forgive and forget. I met my dad when I was uh, 22 years old. I don't call him dad um, because he's a he's a bloke that's uh, come into my life later on, who is you know part of my genetic makeup, and we've kind of lost touch again. And anyway, one of my cousins reached out. It's like you probably should reach out. And I was like, ah, oh, okay. I don't want to, but I will. But I want to be the better person here. Uh, he's a, you know he's a nice enough bloke. Um, but you know, he's, I don't think he's that really interested as well. Like, you know, or is, but isn't, but anyway, um, so, you know, I'm going to bloody forgive and forget. I'm going to bloody reach out. I did it with the other one, uh, last week in Bendigo. So yeah, I, I just, it just comes a time, I think. So if there's anybody out there battling this stuff, the, you know, childhood stuff or traumas and, uh, I don't know, abusey stuff. Um, not all of it. And some stuff is unforgivable. I understand that. Um, but if you are, it, it, there just comes a time. The past is the past and you've got to bloody move on. So I've got to start doing that stuff, which I just don't want to do. I don't want to be a grown-up. I still don't want to be a grown-up. Oh, 
that's my favourite argument. My favourite um, kids' argument. Luna was fantastic with it. It was like, you know, you're not allowed to do that. And I gave her a really good reason why. And her final statement was, yeah, but, oh. Uh, that's where I feel like I'm at when it comes to this type of stuff. But yes, it will feel better in the long run. So if you are out there and you're having these issues and you're thinking about this stuff, it's almost it's always better to take the, not even the higher road, just the kinder road. Just be kind, I guess, is the, the best way. And I, I'm, I've definitely not been kind in my past. So these are lessons you learn. Gosh, I wish I was 22 again listening to this. Good if you could listen to yourself. That's what I heard the other day, which was fascinating. So not Brett Weinstein, Eric Weinstein. So Eric Weinstein is a, um, I was going to say a man about town. He is a, um, oh, what do you call the people? The sci- He's a science man, number one. But physiologist? No. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. I'm going to look it up because I'm bastardizing this. He's a mathematical physicist, uh, and he's also like just one of those like one of those podcast guys, kind of like um, like Jordan Peterson, and uh, well, and, and almost like an ethicist, um, not like a Peter Singer who's magnificent, but this guy's fantastic anyway. And he was saying how Elon Musk shouldn't be focusing on Mars because there's a lot of uh, talk about is Mars about colonizing Mars, and a lot of people think it's no, it's about mining Mars. So we mine Mars for all their ore and worth. Not even like not like they're they. Didn't they find some type of microbe in the water though? Anyway, so mining Mars for our mineral wealth and stop mining the Earth kind of thing. Um, and it's not so much about going to colonise there, even though Elon's fixated on colonising there, but more that we should be looking into interstellar travel and time travel, which is something that we we can possibly get to. Well, mind you, if it's happened, someone had come back by now and let us know and tap you on the shoulder and go, hey. Hey, we're from the future. Why did I go here? That's right, because I was thinking about listening to this podcast um, in the uh, in the past if I was 22, but now I'm listening, living in the past again. Gee, there's a thread to this podcast today. There's a thread. There's It's weird. It's um, addled by Carver, I think. I think I've got Carver brain. Maybe I don't need to do that. <sighs> I just thought I'd try something natural and different. And I think it's made me all fuzzy in the head. It said no hangover. I don't feel like I've got a bit of a headache. But I don't think I'm hungover, unless you do get a carver hangover. Anywho, stop saying anywho. Fuck, I'm annoying myself. So Eric um, Weinstein, not related to the bad Weinstein, although there is another bad Weinstein that is his brother, who is a relation. Fuck. (laughs) Brett Weinstein's a kook. That's his brother, and he's all like uh, anti-vaxxer and rah-rah. But Eric is talking about interstellar travel and how that's, uh, that's where we should be headed toward. And there's not been any great leaps and developments uh, in the in the past oh, 50 years when it comes to these things. It's pretty much been Einstein and that's it. The theory of relativity and uh, who's the guy in the wheelchair? Stephen Hawking. Um, and, and since then, we haven't had one. Maybe there are. There's probably, a, I mean, I'm sure there's a genius out there right now. Maybe it's um, one of your children. Maybe inside, fellas, um, sorry, what, ladies, I mean, sorry, there's an egg inside your ovum right now that has um, the, the the future of humanity is safe within that egg um, because they will be born to be uh, the person who discovers time travel. What the... F- where? What is going on with me today? What's going on with me? I think I'm just... Uh, I think I'm just like at the point where I'd like to talk to someone on the podcast <laughs> instead of just talking to myself. Because it feels like some type of 
interior madness just scratching around inside my brain inside my brain do you know what i really like people to do no one's done it yet can you send me a voice message you just email it to me just record it on your phone and then email me at samnishesquiche at gmail.com with any question you've got in your life any bloody question in fact has anybody got an answer for me how do i attack reconnecting with my father not in a big way because i want to open the door a little bit i know this sounds really awful not too much just a little bit because i don't really know him i know this is very personal stuff to be saying he wouldn't be offended by this if he heard it but just a bit maybe i'll send him this podcast or anyway but if you've got any uh got any ideas let me know or if you've got any questions i love this idea please email me a voice message and then I'll put the voice message in the podcast. You don't have to say your name. It can be completely anonymous. I'll put the voice message in the podcast and I'll reply to it like I'm having a conversation instead of me talking from the left hemisphere of my brain to the right hemisphere of my brain and having a conversation just inside my own head. Did you know that pent, pent is a word? So pent up, pent. I've been thinking about that a lot. I, I, I think I've spent a lot of my life pent. Just on the edge, ready to go, pent. Just permanently pent. Look at him, he looks pent. So yes, please send me something. Send me some uh, questions, send me some answers. Send me some love. It's a love connection. I am going to make an amazing meal today. I've decided it's Sunday and we're having a Sunday buddy meal, kids. Buddy, get in here, you eat your dinner. I'm doing cream spinach. Love cream spinach. Oh, I'm not going to tell you the rest of it because someone will get offended because it's meat. Um, I will stop one day. I'll stop the meat. Stop the rot. Uh, unless I have to slaughter my own, which I have done that in the past at the zoo, which was an awful thing to do. I don't know whether I've gone into detail about this stuff that I used to do there. I'd bolt gun goats. It was awful. Um, very um, painless, though. They didn't know what was going on. And guinea pigs. I had to whack them with a soup spoon. Sounds awful. True story. I'm not going to say which zoos these were at as well because I don't want to get them in trouble. Um, but this was all humane stuff. The guinea pigs were for snakes to eat. Anyway, it's a, this was a long time ago, mind you. I think this practice might have stopped. Um, I do know that they used to get live mice at one zoo and just leave them in the freezer and let them free, freeze to death, which I don't like. I don't think that's nice at all. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's definitely not a, a fun thing to take a, an animal's um, life. But um, if you are eating chops right now, Bloody, I hope you, you realise the sacrifice that bloody sheep was made for you, okay? And I'm not, not trying to be funny here, because it's, um, yeah, it's pretty pretty distressing to watch. I mean, think about when you put your dog down. Jeez, what is, what is this today? The train of thought today, it's either very good or not, you know? I'm lonely. I'm lonely. And speaking of animals, I think, I don't know if you've, you've seen my little things on Instagram. I'm hardly on Facebook anymore. I don't even upload on there. I know it's easy. I mean, they just, if you put it on one, it goes on the other, but I don't even know how that works. But uh, so far I've done shoe bills and um, slow lorises and tapirs. And I think what I've got coming up now, I'm thinking the kawari which is a great little animal. Uh, definitely, we're going to do the platypus at some stage because I know they're in danger. They're almost... We, we could see within our lifetime the extinction of the platypus, which is just devastating to think about. What a sad... That's a, such a sad state of affairs if that happens. I think echidnas are pretty good. Um, same family, monotreme. Um, 
But yeah, what a sad state of affairs if that's something that happens. It would be absolutely appealing. Uh, armadillos, I'll definitely do at some stage because I'm fascinated by them and the narwhal, but that's all coming soon. That's that's just my fun stuff to do during the week. And more Solosophy stuff is coming up as well. Silly Billy Walk is going ahead. There is stuff going ahead. It's, it's, it's in the bloody... It's trumping along, guys. It's bloody trumping along. It's just hard to get your head around all this stuff when you have to write shows as well. Um and tropes around the bloody countryside. I want to go overseas at some point too and do some shows in London if you're listening in London. I'm thinking that I'm going to be there toward the end of the year and very excited about doing that. I'm not too sure where. I think uh, talk was the the Leicester Square Theatre in Soho, which would be a wonderful thing to do. And hopefully go back there and do some more Cats Countdown. Oh, I miss it so much. I miss you, Sean Locke, you dead bastard. Can't believe he's dead. Oh, my God. Barry Humphreys died overnight. Speaking of dead guys, poor bloody Barrett. I mean, he lived to 89 and he had... What an extraordinary comedian he was. And I know there was a lot of shit about him being cancelled toward the end because he had 89-year-old old man views. But just extraordinary. Just the ability to, I guess, just find the absurd and, like, the the, the absurd truth of his satire because that Les character um, the filthy guy with the tie the politician amazing um, Dame Edna I love I mean Dame Edna was just you know class and sass and just smart and witty and just an extraordinary everything I'm not right now after Carver he uh, yeah really I mean it's 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 a celebration I mean his death is a celebration of Australian comedy what an extraordinary extraordinary person to, to go down do all what he did overseas. I mean, the guy was huge. He had his own BBC show um, in the in the 80s and 90s, I think, over in the UK. And even being on Ali McBeal, which is a weird pivot. But wow, like he would have been in his 70s doing that. How does that happen? Yeah, so Valet. By the way, I only learned, I only learned uh, that Valet wasn't Vale about five years ago. <laughs> I thought it was Vale. Uh, which it isn't even a veil that goes over your face, but I thought that's kind of what it meant, like veil, uh, veil, uh, bloody Barry Humphreys. So Vale Barry Humphreys, uh, what an extraordinary person. Uh, the Comedy Award that I won, I think I won it when it was called the Barry Award. I did, I won it when it was called the Barry Award, which is the best show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. I won a Barry, so I'm happy I got to win a Barry because they changed the name in the end because of all the controversy uh, over the trans issue and Barry's uh, 89-year-old man stance. Um, that's a very great sentence I just said then. Barry's 89-year-old man stance. Uh, he would have been 86 at the time. But, uh, you know, it's still an old man. And your views are all weird. I hope I don't become like that. I want to be someone who's all... I mean, we want to be. And same same as music. We want to be progressive all the time and not get angry at the new music. Um, I found myself a few years ago getting angry at the new music. Not so much anymore. I've stopped listening. No. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm not as uh, upset because I've got a kid. I'm now listening to newer music. It's just going to come in and filter into me anyway. So that's, you know, that that's a good thing. I just don't want to become one of those old blokes who's unwilling to, to learn or listen and take a different point of view. I just, I do not want to become that person. I hope I, yeah, if I, I'm hoping I've not said anything during the podcast over the last, what is it, 40 minutes? Uh, that you could go, hang on a minute, that's problematic. 
um, or any of the past podcasts either. Mind you, I was talking about the word like people being called black before. Maybe, but maybe I'm progressive on that. Goodness me, I probably need a good lie down. Now, uh, I've got a deep dive for you. It's just a really fun story. So on the other side of this, we're going to deep dive. Bears. A bear is a large mammal and not a land dog as people for centuries have often mistaken. The collective noun for a group of them is a lot. Common characteristics of bears include a short tail, acute senses of smell and the ability to high-five in pretty much any climate. Bears are capable of standing up on their hind legs, but they're not very good at BMX. Bears aren't rad. Bears live in a variety of habitats from the tropics to the Arctic and from the forest to just outside Tamworth and can often be found spotted playing board games, but not Monopoly. Bears hate Monopoly. Bears generally lead solitary lives, except on Friday nights when they like to catch up. Bears. Bears. Be aware of bears. Be at near to you in case of being at near too close to a bear, as the old saying goes. In order to protect yourself, some suggest passively laying on the ground and shouting things like don't and stop that or always carry a spare bear or teddy. The teddy's an enduring traditional form of stuffed animal, often serving the purpose of comforting upset children and taxi drivers. In recent times, some teddy bears have become expensive collector's items. Teddy bear collectors are known as weirdos from the Greek words weird, meaning weird, and doze, meaning lover. Hmm, weird lover. It's also a commonly known fact that the vast majority of bears are named either Ryan or Anton. My private bear's named Glenn. I love you, Glenn. Bears. Bears. Weird lover. So the American, um, amazing, like, 60s and 70s, actually they went forever, Parliament, which is uh, Bootsy Collins and George Clinton, if you don't know Parliament, just go to Spotify or something and uh, listen to some of their funk, it's like psychedelic freak funk and it's amazing stuff, but I never knew this story about them and I, I love it so much, uh, so in the late 60s, George Clinton and his Parliament Funkadelic crew were tripping on acid and they're on their way to Ohio. Um, Pittsburgh, Ohio, and they were all really, really high, and they're on the tour bus, and I, I imagine there was a designated, oh, they would have, actually, there wouldn't have been a designated driver, they all would have been, like, tripping, as they say, tripping balls, uh, so they're on LSD, they're on their tour bus, they're making their way to Pittsburgh, and the, oh, the driver, it was Billy Bass, uh, Billy Bass Nelson, one of the founders, he thought it'd be clever and take a, uh, a shortcut driving right past a barricade. And uh, it was actually a film set, and the film set thought it was a delivery bus, and they waved them through on set. So they started driving through, and they looked out the window. They were surrounded by people that looked like zombies. So this is the 60s. Okay, so it was a film about zombies. It was actually um, Night of the Living Dead. I know you've seen it before, but it's um, it's the I think it's the the beginning of zombie films. Uh, George Romero. So all these guys on acid, this funk band, are looking out the windows freaking out because they're surrounded by <laughs> all these actors dressed as zombies. Like, because you would, imagine how much you would freak out being on a hallucinogen in the 1960s looking out at people dressed as zombies, which is not in the, you know, the zeitgeist yet. Zombies aren't out there as things. That is like, like I mean, there, um, there would be monster movies, but not really like this. But they, yeah, they accidentally stumbled on the set of um, Night of the Living Dead. I mean, that's extraordinary horror. Here's a direct quote here. Um, 
We ran a roadblock, went about a mile along the road, and came out into a small town where we saw all these fucking creatures walking around, zombies or mummies, hands up in the air, and dead looks on their faces. We were scared out of our fucking minds. That's a direct quote uh, from Billy Bass Nelson. Um, when they saw the Klieg lights, they realised it was not an actual town of the undead, but a movie set they'd stumbled onto. Anyway, that's really funny. Now, th- that reminds me, actually. I think there's a wild story about Keith Moon... From The Who, because um, that was a short one. Let me, let's just go into this. Keith Moon, I'm just looking it up right now. Um, the Who stole a bus in Melbourne. Stole. Bus. Melbourne. Yes, it's come up. Here we go. Okay, right. Keith Moon was in Australia for the 1973 production of Tommy. Keith attended the after party at Molly Meldrum's Alexandra Avenue South Yarra flat and got drunk and slipped away and hijacked an MMTB city bus. (laughs) And Molly, Jim Keyes and Doug Parkinson chased it down in Molly's Mini and hauled him off, saving them from the arrest and cancellation of their Sydney concert. That's very funny. He was meant to be wild, so Keith Moon was the drummer in The Who. Um, yeah, that's that's great. More of that stuff. Bloody more of that. Thank you, rock and roll stars. You wouldn't see bloody Mumford and Sons doing that, would you? I don't know why. Why would I pick Mumford and Sons? Oh, that's right, because they've just been... Haven't they just been... Um, they're headlining Splendour. It's like, really? Them? Um, and Lizzo. Uh, just a minute, in a minute. There, there you go. That's new music I love. Love Lizzo. Oh, God, I've got me finger on the pulse. His finger's firmly on the pulse. Uh, there you go. So I think, look, that's it, isn't it? That's the best I can do with my head today. Sorry about the delay. I think uh, I think I have a carver-induced post-hangover, uh, if that's a thing you meant to get from carver. I didn't think you would. But my head's all sloppy. But I had to pump out a podcast. I had to bloody do it. Uh, Remember, if you're in Sydney, I've got shows coming up. Just uh, Google Sam Simmons Sydney Shows uh, content. Love to see you there. Uh, I'm going to be doing, I dare say I'll be doing another run in Sydney later on in the year, but this is just a sneaky one that we're just chucking in there just for fun. So please get involved. Come along. Uh, If you are not a Patreon subscriber, I might even have some tea towels there to sell. Pick yourself up a bloody tea towel if they do ever fucking arrive. Uh, Yes. And also I, I am going to be, I'm, Look, I'm gonna. I, I chucked it out there last week that I wanted to do a really funny version. Look, I wanted to. I want to make um, a little. I want to make a sitcom, basically based on Macca all over Australia all over, which Mac with Macca, which is a Sunday morning radio show, which makes me laugh so much. In fact, this morning I was listening to it. I went off to do the shopping early after I, I jumped in the uh, the rock pool. Uh, I, I swear to God, because he plays bird music, bird noises under music. As he's talking to people, so you hear like Kara Wongs and all that. It's like it's quite lovely to hear. Um, but it sounded like it was a gunshot. <laughs> Just hear one part of it in the relaxing. But in fact, I'm going to lay some bird noises underneath me here, and I'll give you a little bit. Yeah, hello. You're talking to Macca. There you go on there. And someone will ring up, and they'll be like, "Yeah, Parker, what's going on, buddy? I had to use the scanner at the bloody supermarket, and so what happened to the girls that used to work there? There was a girl that used to work behind the register. Now I've got a beep." Beep, beep. I don't know what's going on in this country, but it's fucked up. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, mate. I know it's Buddy Macca here. Anyway, it's kind of that vibe. Um, he's not so much a bogan, but it's uh, it, it just makes me laugh. 
<sighs> oh, and also roll over Pavlova. I'll, I'll have a podcast out there tomorrow as well, which is uh, my little kids sleeping podcast, which I'm just, you know, it's just a bit of a funny side project to work on. So there'll be another, there'll be a new episode tomorrow. Um, okay. Well, in the meantime, look after yourselves, be kind. Thank you so much for listening. If you're a patriot, thank you for being on Patreon. On, on. And if you're in Sydney, get yourself a ticket to the show uh, at the Grand Electric. It's content, Sam Simmons. Get on there. Melbourne, thank you so much for coming to the show. You're fucking glorious. Perth, I'll see you in June. Uh, by the way, yeah, the Sydney show's in May. Mid-May. May 14. Uh, Perth, I'm mid-June. So not long until then. All right, take care of yourselves. Be nice to everyone. Send me an email. Bye! Thank you.